Hello everyone and welcome to A Millennial Learns. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode. We are doing our Thursday episode, which means we are tackling the geography, history, state symbols, all the fun stuff surrounding a new state. We are covering them in the order that they joined the union. So we're on number 10, which means it's time to cover the state of Virginia. Now I've been to Virginia once, it was great. We went to Mount Vernon and it was kind of all tied in, I believe with our, like a Washington DC trip. There's a lot of great and very critical parts in history that happened in Virginia, especially around the time of like the American Revolution and things like that. So would highly recommend going to Virginia. I actually have a very vivid memory of going to Mount Vernon and picking up this biography about George Washington. And I read it until the spine basically broke in half. Like I read it probably a hundred times growing up. And I think that's what made me really, really obsessed with history and learning about different people and memoirs and stuff like that. It was like a kid's biography about George Washington and it was just the best. So I hope you enjoy the episode, learn a lot about Virginia and thank you for tuning in. Okay, so before I get into the nitty gritty history details here, I wanna give some basic facts about Virginia just so we kinda know where it is, know the geography, know a little bit of the climate because kind of the location and all of those basic facts do play a part into the history. Like if you're a state that's bordering the ocean, your industry and history and all that are probably gonna look different than if you are a landlocked state. So I do like to just kind of give the context of kind of where we are in the country and these basic facts. So the capital of Virginia is Richmond, Virginia. It became a state on June 25th, 1788, which again made it the 10th state to enter the United States. I always like to look up why the state is named what it's named. <clears throat> a lot of times this does play very much into the history of the state. Um, but basically Queen Elizabeth I of England was the ruler when this charter went out. And so the colony in short was named after Queen Elizabeth I of England because she was known as the Virgin Queen. She chose to never marry anyone, um, probably because she would have given up a lot of her power if she were to marry someone. So she chose to not marry throughout her entire reign and life. And so she was called the Virgin Queen. She gave out the charter, they called it Virginia. The state motto is thus always to tyrants and it symbolizes a victory over tyranny, very rooted in the Revolutionary War. The official nickname of the state is the Old Dominion and the state song is Carry Me Back to Old Virginia. Now, currently there's about 8.6 million people living in the state of Virginia. It's in the northeast of the United States. It's bordered, well, I guess it's, it's a little bit more mid United States, I guess. But anyway, it's bordered on the north by West Virginia and Maryland. Then it's bordered on the west 
by Kentucky and Tennessee. Tennessee's kind of kitty corner to the like bottom left of Virginia. It's bordered on the south by North Carolina and then on the east by Maryland and the Atlantic Ocean. So it is an, a coastal state. Okay, the Potomac River is what creates the northern or the northeastern boundary. The Chesapeake Bay separates land along the eastern shore from the rest of the state. It is ranked 35th by size of state, but 12th in population. So it's pretty densely populated, which kind of makes sense. Like we've been seeing a trend of pretty densely populated um, eastern states. The largest cities are Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Chesapeake, Richmond, Newport News, Hampton, Alexandria, Portsmouth, Roanoke, and Lynchburg. So in like, uh, what am I saying? In conclusion, I guess, or in all, um, Virginia is about 42.7 thousand square miles. The climate is honestly pretty good, better than I thought for Virginia. I thought, I've always pictured it like so hot and muggy, but the comfort index that I found is actually pretty high. It's higher than the national average. So they get about 44 inches of rain, which is slightly above the US average, less than average snow by about half, they get 14 inches and the average is 28. They are, there are exactly the average number of sunny days in Virginia at 205. July, usually the high in summer is about 87 degrees, which is pretty hot, but doesn't seem unbearable. And then the winter low is about 25 degrees which is actually also pretty good. So the comfort index is 7.4, which is above the average of seven. So it is overall a more comfortable state than the average, which is kind of surprising to me. Now I did look up the humidity. The high humidity is not too bad, except in June, July, and August, it's about 65, which for my Colorado self, that's used to about 10% humidity, that is very humid. So that's maybe why I got the idea that it was so muggy, but really it doesn't seem too bad. Okay, now that we have the facts laid out of the climate and geography and we know where we are in the country, let's talk a little bit about the history and go through the timeline of Virginia. So, of course, with all these states, before Europeans arrived in Virginia, the land was inhabited by Native Americans. So the tribes included the Catawba, the Powhatan, the Cherokee, the Tutelo. Um, those were all kind of in a different region of what is now Virginia. So the Catawba were to the south, Powhatan were to the east, Cherokee were west, and the Tutelo were in the center region. And a number of, of tribes joined together and created what was called the Powhatan Confederacy. It was under the leadership of Chief Powhatan and he was actually the father of Pocahontas, who would end up marrying John Rolfe, who was the English settler. So Pocahontas is from what is now Virginia. So Virginia got its name in 1584. And in the same year, there was this colony that they ended up calling the Lost Colony. So Sir Walter Raleigh was the first, you know, one to try to settle the colony and he sent a group of settlers to establish a colony at Roanoke, Virginia. Now 
supply ships were supposed to come and once they arrived they saw that the settlement had been abandoned and everyone had disappeared so they had died like the first year that they went but settling was attempted again in 1606 or around 1607 in 1606 the virginia company of london was granted a charter to start a colony in virginia so a group of settlers were gathered and they set sail on three ships when they reached virginia they founded the settlement of jamestown that was on may 13th of 1607. now most of them died the first year it was a very very rough winter it says most of the original colonists starved to death within a few years they also fought with the local powhatan indians until one of the settlers kidnapped the chief's daughter pocahontas and managed to secure a truce okay in 1614 sir john rolfe who was going to be the one who married pocahontas he brought tobacco seeds from bermuda and they started growing these tobacco seeds and this was like a really big deal because they realized that tobacco would and could grow very well in virginia and so that was kind of their first successful crop in 1614. in 1620 the plymouth company sent their first group of settlers to virginia so the pilgrims come and um they were on the mayflower that's when they uh touched land in the new world was 1620. in 1624 king james decided to downsize the virginia colony it broke its land into a couple different colonies including the maryland colony and the province of carolina so that's where you why you see maryland and north carolina bordering virginia today because at one point it was all the same colony and they got broken out into multiple about 30 years later 28 years later in 1652 the virginia colony fell under the leadership of a puritan commonwealth governor his name was oliver cromwell so i believe that this is the guy that is very strict on puritan values and it didn't last too long in 1660 which was only eight years later the government shifts again and the virginia colony's governing board is shifted back to the leadership of the english crown so we see this shift a lot where there's like proprietary or proprietor colonies and then they end up being a royal colony at some point in their history in 1693 the college of william and mary was established it is the second oldest college in america only harvard is older than the college of william and mary so i really want to see the actual college campus because i love old historical campuses i think they're so pretty so college of william and mary is the second oldest uh, college in the u.s in 1699 williamsburg virginia actually became the colonial capital of virginia and since we know the baseline facts of virginia we know that that is not the capital today so at some point in the history they switched the capital from williams williamsburg to richmond 
Okay, 1730, the House of Burgesses, Bur yeah, they standardized the tobacco trade and it really improved and had a big impact on Virginia's crop. Tobacco was their big crop. They made all their money off of tobacco, essentially. And so once the tobacco trade was standardized, it really improved their money making with tobacco. Okay, 1747, a group of the Virginia Pilgrims end up forming what's called the Ohio Company. They did this so that they could trade in the area west of the Appalachian, Appalachian or Appalachian Mountains. Um, and so they're trying to expand Virginia. In 1756 through 1763, there's what's known as the Seven Years' War. After the formation of the Ohio Company, the French waged war on the English because they viewed the Ohio country as their property. So the French and Indian War ensued and it became part of the Seven Years' War. So this is from a website called Soft Schools and I will link their timeline below. I did not know that the French and Indian War was just part of the Seven Years' War. So. Anyway, this Seven Years' War is because it was a land dispute between um, the French and the English. So, okay, 1774, the House of Burgesses, I believe I'm pronouncing that right, but I can't be sure. Uh, it says, as the American colonists become more disenchanted with the British rule, the House of Burgesses was dissolved, making way for new leadership and eventually independence from the British crown. So this is all lead up into the American Revolution where Virginia was definitely a leader in wanting to be independent from the crown. Uh, the Virginia colony changed its name during the war uh, to the Commonwealth of Virginia. So there's a little uh, nuance there with how it's actually named. Okay, so then we get into the Revolutionary War time. Virginia adopts its first constitution and declares its independence in 1776. This is also between 1780 and 1788 when the capital is actually Richmond, Virginia. So Richmond is established as the new capital and the General Assembly met at a building um, in Richmond, Virginia. So again, very important part in the Revolutionary War. Um, in 1784, Zachary Taylor, who will eventually be president, uh, was born. So that was in 1784. Again, 1788, after the war is over, on June 25th, Virginia enters statehood and becomes the 10th state. So 1788 to 1904, it says, uh, the capital designed by Thomas Jefferson is modeled after the Maison Carrie in France. So they make the first permanent state building in Richmond. And that is inspired by uh, Thomas Jefferson. In 1789 to 17, uh, 97, George Washington serves as the first president of the United States. In the center of the Capitol in Richmond is a life-size statue of George Washington. And this is 
to be this is said to be the only statue that Washington ever posed for. So that is still in the capital, to my knowledge, in Richmond. Okay. 1790, John Tyler is born in Virginia. All these birth dates aren't really super important. It's more important when they become president. But fun fact about John Tyler is that he was the first president to become the president or president because his predecessor died. He was the first one and um, he became, I believe, the 10th. I don't know. I don't know what number. I'll have to look that up when we get there. Okay, in 1809, Edgar Allan Poe is born in Virginia as well. In 1831, there was a slave revolt led by Nat Turner. This is, again, kind of, it, it's a little bit early, but it's the lead up of, you know, racial tensions and the lead up of the war where there starts to be a big divide economically between the North and the South and people are getting very, you know, there's a there's a lot of tension starting to build. So Nat Turner led a slave revolt in 1831. In 1861, Virginia's state flag is adopted. And this is when they also come up with the state motto, which is in Latin, but it's it translates to thus always to tyrants. Okay, Virginia secedes in 1861 and joins the confederacy and the civil war begins for some reason i guess because i thought virginia was more north than it is i thought that virginia was on the side of the union but they're not they're on the side of the south and the confederacy in may of that same year union troops occupy arlington heights and alexandria um Let's see, there's a battle on June 17th. The first battle of Manassas happens on July 21st. And then, you know, there's just multiple battles all throughout the Civil War. There's the second battle of Manassas in 1862, Battle of Chantilly. I mean, they are right on the border of the war. Like, they're very close to the north. So a lot of the battles happened in Virginia. Um you know, in, during the Civil War. In 1865, General Lee surrendered and uh, Mosby, who was a leader in Virginia, disbands his Rangers. In 1870, Virginia re-enters the United States. So it took him about five years from Lee's surrender to get settled enough to come and re-enter the United States. Okay, then that same year, there's an event on this timeline that's called the Capital Disaster. It says, a hot debate over a case involving a mayor attract, involving a mayor attracted a large crowd to the second floor room above the chamber of the House of Delegates. A floor collapsed because of the weight of all the people and it killed 62 and injured 251 people. That is crazy and I'm, that is very sad. Um, that an entire floor would collapse and kill that many people. You see that, I feel like, sometimes rarely nowadays, but I feel like that must have happened a lot more back in the day without all these building permits and building codes and things. So, anyway, that was called the Capital Disaster. And 
then again, that same year, Virginia's constitution provides for public schools. It says this is the first public law on schooling um, that separates the races. So that is also not good for that year. In 1873, well, I don't actually know this woman, but Ellen Glasgow, if you know her, she's a writer and a poet. She is a Virginian, and she was born in 1873. There was a large, devastating flood in 1877. Uh, Let's see. And then 1899, it says, The brick church of the Ambler House are all that remains to indicate the past of Jamestown Island. Mr. and Mrs. Edward E. Barney give 22.5 acres on Jamestown Island to the APVA which the APVA is the Association for the Preservation of Virginia's Antiquities. um, And that was created like four years before um, they were given that land on Jamestown. So Jamestown is a big part of the Virginia history. 1901, Virginia began passing Jim Crow laws, which created segregation. They passed a new constitution in 1902. In 1904, the Capitol building went through extensive renovation. They added, there was a lot of additional construction to the Capitol. Wings were added, and we see the State House of Virginia being added and changed about five different times. So one of those was in 1904. In 1913 and 1921, Woodrow Wilson serves as the 28th president of the U.S., and he Fun fact, he was the one that created Mother's Day. He was the one that proclaimed that the second Sunday in May is Mother's Day. In 1914, World War I begins in Europe. And, you know, during the time when Woodrow Wilson from Virginia is president, 1917 is when the U.S. declares war. And then 1918 is when the World World War ends, the U.S. and the Allies win. 1920, this timeline just includes some general events. So 1920 is when the 19th Amendment passed and women could vote. Um, We get through the Great Depression, which I want to do a full podcast about the Great Depression because I understand, obviously, that everything crashed. I want to know why, because it seems very important and I've just, like, never really known all the economic reasons why. Okay, in 1941 to 1943, the Pentagon was built in Arlington. And from from 1941 to 1948, it said that black parents and students fight for busing, equal facilities, and equal curricula. So this is, again, leading up to kind of the civil rights movement. Okay, 1943, Arthur Ashe, who I have in my list as a famous person who was born in Virginia. Um, He is the first and only African-American male tennis player to win the gentleman's singles title at Wimbledon. He was ranked number one in the world in 1975. Now, I believe the U.S. Open is named after Arthur Ashe. It's called Arthur Ashe Stadium. It was until 1950 that school desegregation begins in Virginia. 
Um, the first black student attends the law school at the University of Virginia as the first example of integration in schools. Then three years later, the first black student is admitted into Virginia Tech. And then the next year in 1954, segregation is declared unconstitutional uh, at the federal level. In 1958, Virginia declares that no integrated schools would receive funding. So four years after segregation is declared unconstitutional, Virginia is still denying funding to integrated schools. Wild stuff. I can't believe, like, I feel like now progress happens so quickly, but back then it feels so slow. Like four years after the unconstitutional thing, that seems like forever. <laughs> and now I feel like it's, it's so quick. Um, let's see. By the 1960s, most schools in Virginia were integrated at that point. And then Washington Dulles Airport opened in 1962. 1964 was when the Civil Rights, Pass, Civil Rights Act passed in college. And also a transportation note, the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel opened also in that year. The first American test tube baby named Elizabeth Jordan Carr was born in Norfolk, 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 <laughs> Norfolk, <laughs> Virginia. She was the, yes, the first American test tube baby born on December 28th, 1981. The uh, L. Douglas Wilder of Virginia becomes the first African-American elected governor in 1989. Let's see. In uh, 2003, a million people lost electricity due to Hurricane Isabel in Virginia. The Virginia Tech shooting happened in 2007 where 33 students died um i i feel like i would have remembered that i was 12 but i guess my parents probably just hid the news for me because that's so why i wouldn't be scared but um yeah i i feel like that was so long ago i always think that, that was in the 90s the virginia tech shooting but it was actually you know, almost 2010, it was like 2007, so. Okay, in 2010, 11 pirates indicted in Norfolk for attacks on the US Navy ships near Somalia. And 2011, two people were killed in another shooting at Virginia Tech. All these like recent events are really depressing. Um, and then there was an earthquake in 2011 also, and that's where the timeline stops. So I'm sure very, like a lot of good things have happened in Virginia since 2000, but they don't seem to mention that on the timeline. So that is the history of Virginia. Again, very interesting with like the lost colony and the colony at Jamestown and Pocahontas and stuff. I didn't know a lot of that before I started researching. So Let's go over the famous people from Virginia. Again, we have Arthur Ashe, the tennis player. We have William Henry Harrison, who was the ninth president. We have Lewis and Clark, born in Virginia. James Madison, James Monroe, Edgar Allan Poe, Zachary Taylor, John Tyler. Booker T. Washington was born in Virginia. 
George Washington, and Woodrow Wilson. I feel like this is a record amount of presidents that we have from Virginia. Like, I feel like everyone was born in Virginia. So, very, very rich history of presidents there. All right, state symbols. One of my favorite parts of the podcast. So, their state beverage is milk. That is a pretty common one throughout these states. The state bird is a cardinal. The state dog is an American foxhound. Now, I feel like there's not that many states with state dogs that are actual breeds. And we've been on a really good streak of hitting states that actually have state dogs. I don't know how. Maybe we're getting them all in now. And then all the later states, well, none of them will have a dog. Um, Because I thought it was only like 13 states that had a dog breed as their actual state dog. But... We have been hitting a lot. So their state dog is the American Foxhound. Their state freshwater fish is a brook trout, which is, again, the most popular fish for a state. But they also have a state saltwater fish, which is the striped bass. They have the state butterfly, which is the tiger swallowtail butterfly. It's like uh, yellow and black, I believe, and it's very pretty. They have a state outdoors drama. Do not ask me why, but it's called The Trail of the Lonesome Pine Outdoor Drama. So they have designated that as their state outdoor drama. Their state shell is an oyster shell and their state tree is the flowering dogwood. So those are the state symbols that I gathered. Now let's talk about what you can go see when you go to Virginia. Again, I tend to focus more on the historical sites because I just like that more. There's a lot of other fun things you can do in Virginia, but I'm all about that history. So the first one is Mount Vernon, which is George Washington's home. We have Arlington National Cemetery, kind of self-explanatory in the name, but like so many important historical figures are buried there. They have the Manassas National Battlefield, which is where two of the Civil War battles took place. The Edgar Allan Poe Museum is there. There's also the White House of the Confederacy, which I didn't even think of there being. Like, I didn't really think there was time to even designate a White House of the Confederacy, but there was leadership. Like, there was a president and, you know, leadership. So it would make sense that there was a White House of the Confederacy, but that you can go see in Virginia. You could see Jefferson's Plantation Home in Monticello. Um, St. John's Church is very important. It is, um, let's see, it says, This National Historic Landmark became a symbol of American patriotism when Patrick Henry declared, Give me liberty or give me death. Um, That was inside the church during his famous speech of 1775. It says, Months later, shots were fired at Lexington and Concord, and the American Revolutionary War began. There's also the Booker T. Washington uh, Monument, and that's where he was born and raised, so you can go see that. And then also the Jamestown Settlement, you can go see the land that was designated by that APVA association that we talked about, and you can go search around the Jamestown Settlement. So lots of cool stuff with Virginia. I loved visiting Virginia. I really want to go back. And I am just obsessed with the amount of history that happened here, the amount of presidents that are from there, and I definitely need to go back to Virginia. So I hope you enjoyed the episode, and make sure to leave a comment or a 
rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you have not done so already, it really helps the algorithm show the podcast to everyone else. So thanks for listening and I will see you for the next episode. Bye everyone.